listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you spread the word and share this broadcast because it's not time to jump ship. What do we got? Two more months in this year of 2020. And like we've been confessing from the very, very beginning. Ted actually brought it up towards the end of last year, but it's been something that Miracle Word Ministries and anyone that's been following us, the Victory Tribe, anyone that's been joining in the last few months, anyone that's been at the recent church meetings, we're saying violent increase and expedited favor for 2020. Is 2020 over? Nope. We got two more months left. So this is not a time to jump ship. I am sorry. Hey, Kelly. Good to see you. But, you know, it is not a time to, <laughs> Karen, politics aren't bad. I'm just going to give you a little something different <laughs> this morning. I'm all for politics, uh, you know, and how I feel about what the heck people are doing. But I just am not going to get into that right now. <laughs> but anyway, it's not time to jump ship. We have two more months of this year. Two more months. A lot can happen in two more months. And I have seen way too many believers um, standing for a miracle, standing for something. You know, everyone is believing God for something. You know, a miracle is not just uh, healing in your body. There's financial miracles. There's uh, deliverance miracles, the healing miracle. I mean, there's miracles all over. So there's something you guys are believing for a house. You're believing for land. You're believing for a baby. Okay. You're believing for health in your body. You're believing for finances. You're believing to be set free. Okay. So there's lots of things that we're believing for. And I've seen too many, too many and I'm going to say Christians because not everybody is grouped in what I'm going to be talking about today. But too many people are jumping ship right on the brink of their miracle. They're not hanging on. They're letting the world talk them out of it. They're letting other people, not even the world. I mean, even un unequally yoked uh, Christians, you know, people that don't believe the same. I'm standing for a miracle in my body. I'm giving an example here. I'm standing for a miracle in my body. What business do I do I have going to talk somebody to a, you know someone that could be a friend, a family member that doesn't believe the same way? Because then they're going to talk me out of what I'm believing God for, and then right there you've jumped ship. We're not going to jump ship. We're not a people that's going to jump ship. We're a people that's going to stand strong on a firm foundation, the Word of God, and we're going to get everything God has for us. We're going to get everything that's promised to us and we're going to see it. We're going to see it come to pass. And I'm going to be one of the ones holding you up, believing with you, praying for you. You know, I've had, um, that's right. Amen. I'm fully expecting violent increase in expedited favor these next two months. I'm counting on it. That's right. You got to get that bulldog faith and you've got to not jump ship. We've got two months. Too much can happen. Too much can happen in the next two months. This, this, okay. Everyone thinks, you know, there's not much left in the year. So much is left in the year. We're discrediting it. We're, 
we're letting things of this world, the cares of this world, the distractions of this world overtake the stuff that we are believing God for in this year. I know some people have plans for next year and that's great. And God speaks to us and he shows us. The Bible says when we ask, he shows us things. So that's great. But let's focus on 2020 because it's not over yet. And we're not letting go of the promises that God has for us. So we're not going to jump ship. So what are you guys believing for? You know me. I like to ask uh, the questions and all that. What are you believing for? Get that picture in your head. Say it out loud. If it's something you're, you're standing on. What are you believing for? If you, if you want to write it in the comments, that's fine. If it's something that's private, you know, that's fine too. But, but get a picture of it. Get something that maybe you, at the beginning, hold on, I've got a cough. <laughs> at the beginning of the year, um, you know, God spoke to you about something or you were praying for something. You haven't seen it yet. Bring, bring that back to your memory. Bring that back. You buried it. You got rid of it. Bring it back because we're going to get it. You're going to get it. And that's what I'm talking to you about today. So what are you believing for? You got something in your personal life. You got to think about it. And so we have to know what I'm going to go through a few stories with you today. But you have to know what the word of God says versus what the Bible says. Hold on. Why I drink my La Colombe. Hmm. We have to know what does the Bible say about it? What does the world say about it? You have to take this, draw this uh, paper in front of your face and you've got to draw a line down the middle because it doesn't get mixed in. There's not a little bit of the world and a little bit of uh, the thing, you know, what the Bible says. There's a line. Nope. There's a a dividing line on what the word of God says that we are to have, what we're supposed to do, how we're to pray, how we're to believe. And so we can't get those mixed together, muddy the waters. We can't do it because it's not going to work out for us. Then you're going to live in a state of frustration. And that, that's just, that's a terrible place to be as a believer. Just seeing if some people are writing some of the things they're believing for, because I want you to picture it. Because at the end, when we pray, we're going to wrap our faith around it. We're going to—I'm praying that as I'm as I'm speaking and as I'm delivering the word to you today, that great faith leaps up inside of you. Because that's always my desire. I told the Lord, I said, "Listen, you're having me step out to speak out of my comfort zone, and you've caused me to be bold." But I want to make sure that what I deliver causes people to have great faith because I know that feeling jumps up inside of you. And I like what Heidi said, vocalize what you're believing for. Vocalize it. Say it out loud. So as you watch this broadcast, make sure you share it, number one, and participate in what we're doing. Say what you're believing for out loud right now. Bring it back to your remembrance. If you decided to tuck it away and say, well, 2020 has got other things going on and God's got to focus on uh, as if God can't um, focus on the nation and what's going on right now. And he's forgotten about his children and what they're believing for. He's so smart. He can handle it all. He's good at balancing it all. 
So don't feel like what you're believing for and what you are going through is not as important as what's going on in this nation. He cares for us in all directions. And so let's bring it out. Let's blow the dust off and we're going to get what we, we're not jumping ship. We're going to get what we were asked for. But the reason I brought up at the beginning of dividing with the, with the world and what the Bible says, because it says, I'm going to start in Romans 12 too. Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Side note, will. There's only one, guys. Will. There's not all these different wills and different avenues. There's one will, which is good and pleasing and perfect. All right. Deborah's saying she's believing for a successful business. Amen. This year's not over. I've known many business people this year where 2020 should have, should have looked like the worst for their business. And they've got so much they don't even know what to do with it. So listen, we are not to conform. Actually, let's look up the word conform. Um, I read you the New Living Translation that says do not copy. But um, the King James Version, if you're reading that, uses the word conform. So I want to read to you the definitions of what it's saying before we get into it. Because we tend to listen to what a lot of people in this world have to say. And then we let go of what we're believing for because we, you know, we hear people tell us, well, it's just not your time. It's just not your time. Uh, you know, God has other plans. God has other plans. Yeah, he could have other plans. But if it's if it's something that's from him, you know, and it's something you're believing for, especially something he died on the cross for and redeemed you from. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that is his plan. <laughs> I love when people are believing for healing and they're saying, well, it's just not my time. It's not God's plan. It's not his time. Mm, I'm going to have to uh, call you out on that one and say mm, negative. Sorry, he died on the cross. It is his plan. It is his time. Okay, so to conform means to comply with rules, standards or laws, behave according to socially acceptable conventions or standards and be similar in form or type. Do you honestly would rather be socially acceptable to the things of this world than rather to the things of God and what it says for you? I don't want it. I don't want anything that has to do with the world. I don't want it. So I'm not going to conform. I'm going to go through the word of God. And if he says I can have something, if I'm standing in for a miracle, I'm believing for something, I'm going to go with, I can have it because he told me I can. And so, <coughs> sorry. And so when we get to this point where on the brink of a miracle, hey, Lisa, good to see you. Hey, Glenn. And so when you get to this point where you're on the brink of a miracle, we don't need to jump ship. We need to stay rooted and planted in our foundation and know we're going to see it. You're only one prayer away from a miracle. Don't give up. 
don't in that waiting period. Yeah, some things happen same day. Some things happen the next day. But listen, hey, Caitlin. Hey, Winona. Bonnie, believing for healing in her body. Listen, sometimes there is a waiting period. But listen, wait in faith. Wait in thanksgiving. Wait in praise. Wait. It's okay. There might be a little bit of a time period, but it's not to give up. It's not to second guess the goodness of God during that waiting time. That's not supposed to happen. We're not supposed to second guess during the waiting time. We're supposed to hang on to the promises of God. And you have to keep saying, why isn't this happening? Why, why, why? Instead of crying about it, instead of asking why, let's get into what the word of God says and build your faith. You realize that faith is what, now I'm going off a little bit off my notes because it's one of my favorite subjects, but faith, you know, there's no time in faith. So just like when the, the Gentile woman said to Jesus at the table, but even the crumbs, the dogs get the crumbs. It wasn't her time to be recognized by Jesus or for her to get what she wanted. But because because Jews, you know, chosen they that there they were recognized first over the Gentiles. He said, well, your, your faith is going to make me change time. OK, so faith can change time. It is not on there's no time the whole 24 hours, seven days a week. We can change that by our faith. So during the waiting time, it's not a time to let go. It's not a time to jump ship. Okay. How do you get to that point? hundred percent faith. I try, but doubt sneaks in. That's why it's important to constantly, f well, one, be filled with the Holy Spirit Two, to, um, speak the word only to fill yourself up with the word of God, because it says in second Corinthians four thirteen, what you believe, therefore you speak. So sometimes you got to speak things and you haven't even seen it yet. Like we spoke yet, like we said yesterday about David and Goliath, he didn't have a sword. He didn't have anything but a slingshot and stones. And what happened? He, he killed a giant, but before he did, he was like, I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to feed it to the birds. Well, he didn't have a sword. So where was he coming out with this? It was stuff that was built up in his spirit with a righteous anger that said it. And then it came to pass. So uh, we're going to go over to Mark five. If you guys want to go with me, if you got your Bible, your phone, your tablet, just going to go over a couple things to show you how we're not going to jump ship. We're going to stick this out even when there's a waiting period and we can get pushy. We can get pushy. We live in this. Um, we live in this, uh, you know, Amazon Prime mentality. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I need it now, right now. If I don't get it now, it's not ever coming and I'm going to move on to something else. I, another thing that we get conformed to this world. If it doesn't happen now, if there's not instant gratification, I'm done. It must not be for me. I'm taking it as a sign. I'm moving on. It's not God's will. 
things we've all heard, thing, things we've said, right? Everyone that's listening, <laughs> you know. And so what happens is we let go and we do the title of the broadcast. We jump ship. So everyone has known this story. I'm not doing uh, the woman with the issue of blood, even though it is one of my favorite stories. I'm actually going to be doing the story that's right in front of it and leads right after it. And it's Jaya. Jaya. <laughs> of course, when I'm on the broadcast or speaking in front of people, I can't say his name. Jaya. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, J-A-R-I-U-S. And I don't need you to write it in the comments because that would be the same as me reading it in the Bible. That doesn't help me. Thank you very much. Just letting you know in advance for all the ones that just started to type the name in the comments and hit send. Thank you. You can erase it now. Um, okay, so we're going to start with verse 21. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, probably I know I'm saying that wrong arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. I need it now. Help me quick. Hurry now. I need it. Amazon Prime one day, two hour shipping. Do it now. Do it now. If you don't do it now, it's not going to happen. If you don't do it now, it's not going to happen. This is what he's saying. And this is how he's reacting because his daughter is dying. And, you know, a father's love is going to be like that. Quick, I need it. My daughter, I can't let her leave. But listen, pleading fervently with him, my daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. So Jesus went with him and all the people followed crowding around him. So picture this. So Jesus is heading with Jairus, Jairus, <laughs> kind of give up on the name and um, is heading there. And as he's walking, oh, it's Jesus. Oh, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. There's more uh, people gathering and gathering. And this is where we see the woman with the issue of blood fighting through the crowd, touching Jesus. Okay, this dad needs Jesus to, to pick up his pace. Let's go. Come on, Jesus. Don't stop. We don't have anything else we can do. We got to get to my daughter. She's dying. We got to get there. Please stop. Please stop stopping. <laughs> Please stop stopping along the way. And then people are gathering and it's, I'm sure it's making it harder for Jesus to walk, like slower, you know what I mean? By hard, like pressing through the crowd. Cause that's what they say. The woman with the issue of blood did. She had to press through. That's a lot of people when you're pushing through something. All right. So we move forward and he heals the woman with the issue of blood. And while he was still speaking to her, so he's healed her, she's thanking him, he's telling her that she's made whole, um, a messenger arrived from Jairus' house, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter's dead. Your daughter is dead. It's too late. Forget it. Jesus, you can turn around. <laughs> you missed the boat. Sorry. Your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them telling the father. And Jesus' response, response was, don't be afraid. Just have faith. So we have to see 
You've got to cast out all fear, all doubt in order to have faith. Don't be afraid, he said. Listen, you got bad news. That might be a fact, but what's the truth? Can I raise someone from the dead? Do I have the power to heal? Do, we ha do I have the power for a miracle? Jesus was cool, calm, and collective. He didn't freak out. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of Jesus. So right there, he only brought the people that he knew. He surrounded himself with the people he knew would believe that this girl is, is like the Bible says, only sleeping. She's not dead. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. When they came home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. Oh, it's too late. Oh, if only you would have been here in time. We were believing, but it didn't happen when we thought it was going to happen. And oh, you should have been here. And now she's dead. And there's nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. The crowd laughed at him because Jesus said, why is everyone crying? Why is it all this commotion and chaos? Like what, what is going on? I just stopped along the way, had to heal somebody. That's my job, that's what I do. And this girl's only sleeping. And the crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. Listen. When doubt and unbelief is around you and you're trying to get a miracle from God, this girl is dead. So it just goes to show you that <laughs> there's nothing too hard right now for God. This girl was dead. She ended up dying where most people would have thought the end, that's it, wrap it up, bury her. The Lord's still saying, it's not too late for a miracle. We don't have to jump ship. We got to have faith. We got to cast out all fear, doubt, unbelief, bad reports, what other people are saying. He kicked out all the unbelief. He just showed you. He brought the people that he knew would stand in faith and agreement with him, and he kicked out the unbelief. My father-in-law does a message that I always love. Um, it always cracks me up because it's called shut the door on your miracle. And it's about this story. But when I used to work as product table, when I, uh, was younger, some people would come up and they'd be like, why would I want to shut the door on my miracle? I want a miracle. And I'm like, let's flip how we see this. And it's like, shut the door on your miracle. Exactly. Shut the door on what you're receiving. Get everybody else out and shut the door on what you're believing for. So that's what he did. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talitha Kolum, which means little girl, get up. And the little girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. So there, there's a situation. I'm going to show you one more with death. Okay. Nobody watching the broadcast is dead as far as I know. I think everybody that's watching is alive. <laughs> so it goes to show you, your situation is still a step up from this situation. So go with me. Everyone knows this story real good. Second Kings 4.8. Quickly, quickly. 
I mean, really, not quickly. This is my broadcast, and I could go all day if I want. <laughs> People in the back are like, no, please, don't do that. All right, the Shunammite woman. This is another one of my favorite stories, but I'm not going to teach it the way I have other revelation on it. I'm going to show you that her son died, right? Here we go. For any of you who don't know the story, she made an extra place for the prophet to come when he came through town. Represents the anointing. She made a room in her home for the anointing of God. Couldn't have a son. Wanted a son. Got her miracle child. Son grew up. This is a quick, brief story of it. Son grew up in the field working. Falls over. Dies. Okay. She says, I'm not accepting this report. I need to get to the prophet. I need him to come back to my house. This is not my portion. I believed for this son. It was a miracle given to me. And this is not the way it's going to be. This is not. Good morning, Ted. Good to see you. Love you and Ashley so much. I wish you guys lived closer to me. Um, but then you have her husband. He was not entirely involved, you know, in her beliefs. And he said to her, let's see which verse is he saying it in? Because he talks about, you know, it's not the new moon and it's not the Sabbath. So you're going to go and get this prophet as if there's certain days. See, and throughout the Bible, you'll see religious leaders try to get on top of, you know, try to get on Jesus's case saying, oh, you work on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. And that's what people will do. You're not supposed to. Why are you bothering God? It's probably just the way it's supposed to be. You know, they make you uh, feel shameful for maybe things you've done in your life. And it's just, you know, that's just the way it's supposed to be. You got to go through some things. Amen. You got to just, you know, you got to know, you got to feel it. You got to um, let him beat you up a little bit so he can make you stronger. Let him knock you down a few times, skin your knee, you know. Get down there, let him beat you up, and then lift his hand down to raise you up. Right? That's obnoxious. That's an obnoxious, terrible way to talk about my Heavenly Father. And when people do that, it really ticks me off. <laughs> Just letting you know how I feel about that. It's nonsense. It's not of God. It's bad doctrine. And it's usually doctrine that's created around something that's happened to somebody in their life. And so they take their life situation and they say, hmm, I'm going to make myself feel good and do my emotions and we're going to go this. And then this is now the new way that the Bible is described. And it's a terrible, 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 terrible representation of my heavenly father who is all good, wants nothing bad for his children. And if you've ever read the Bible before, can realize that throughout the entire word of God, he wants good, good things for his children. You think he died on the cross and took that horrific, horrific, horrific beating? What did he take it for? What did he take it for? I know I'm getting off the beaten path, but I can't stand that idea of how my heavenly father is supposed to look to people. He is only good. He 
only wants to bless you, only wants to see you succeed. You just got to make the right choices. Okay, so we got this woman and her husband saying, no, it's not time to go. Why are you going? It's the wrong day. It's the wrong day. And she says, listen, saddle my donkey. I'm out of here. I want my miracle. I'm going after it. Stopped along the way. It is well. You would never have known. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate that. Yes, Heidi, it is important we uphold the integrity of the word. Absolutely. I'm sticking up for my heavenly father. You guys would stick up for your family members. Someone talking about your mom, someone talking about your dad. Everyone gets mad about it. Can't talk about my mom that way. Well, guess what? You can't talk about my heavenly father that way because it's not the truth. So husband said all this and then the world tries to dictate to us the timing of what we're to believe for. I'm not on the world's time. I'm not part of this kingdom. I'm not part of it. Their timeline is not my timeline, okay? Their new normal is not my normal. That's what you have to say. Their stuff is not my stuff. I want to look as far separated and different from the things of this world. Absolutely. And there's some Christians I want to look different from too because they're not a good representation of the things of God. So you know what? It's good to look different. It's good not to be like everyone else. And so the world will try to dictate the timing of what you're trying to believe for. It's not your time. It's not the right day. You shouldn't ask them. Jesus is busy. Right now, Jesus is busy trying to keep this nation together. He's listening to all the prayers of all the Christians around the world right now. He can't possibly hear anyone else's prayer for anything else. That's what people's minds will actually tell them. And it's not true. It's not true. So she went away anyway, brought the prophet back. And the end of the story is her son was raised from the dead. So get, get, it, get from this story is that her faith, what she wanted, she wasn't dictated by the world's timeline. She wasn't dictated by what her husband said. It's not the Sabbath. It's not a new moon. Why are you going? You can't bother the prophet. She went anyway. She was on a mission. She didn't jump ship. She was on a mission. And she said, listen, along the way, even if people try to ask me, what are you in a hurry for? What's wrong? How are you? It is well. Some of y'all need to look up that hymn and play it in your house. It is well. Those three words are so anointed and so powerful. You know, this generation doesn't even know what the word hymn means. <laughs> but listen, hymns are anointed. A lot of them are direct words from the Bible. That's why you can feel the presence of God when you play them. But look that up and it's old school, but three words were so powerful. It is well. And it's what I've been posting the last couple of days too. You are on the brink of your miracle. You don't need to talk negative about it. You don't need to uh, give up on it. You just have to say it is well. It is well.
So now we've got the father that needed something quickly, but Jesus showed him that, listen, the timeline's all right. Your daughter's going to be fine. Stop freaking out, relax, and realize the power that I have. She went and got the prophet. Son is raised. He's alive. It truly, it is well. She has her son back. Now, if you go to Daniel 10, before I wrap it up with the end of my uh, teaching here, if you go to Daniel, I've lost Daniel in my Bible. I've lost you, Daniel. Thank you very much. There you are. Um, to Daniel. Okay. You've seen, if you read Daniel, you know, a lot of people know Daniel in the lion's den. They know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and King Nebuchadnezzar. But when you look in Daniel 10, it goes to show you that there is a battle going on. So when you pray, there is, it says, evil spirits that are fighting. You've got, you know, I'll read it to you here with uh, Michael, one of the archangels, that he was wrestling and fighting with this evil spirit. Daniel prayed and waited for 21 days before the angel approached him. And look, look what the angel said to him. Said so Then he said, Daniel, don't be afraid. Um, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day, since the first day. All right. You started in January. That's all right. He hears you. Don't give up on the brink of your miracle. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, not praying in fear, not like in crisis mode, but humble yourself before God. Your request was heard in heaven. So when he said it, it transferred up to a heavenly father. And he says, I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me and I left him there with the spirit spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I'm here to explain what will happen to your people in the future for this vision con concerns a time yet to come. So there was a battle going on that we didn't see. And because we are people that feels like we have to see everything, it gets hard for us to live by faith because we need to have all the pieces of the puzzle in order for us to believe. But that's not faith. Faith is speaking it before you see it. Faith is seeing it with your spiritual eyes before you see it with your natural eyes. So it said Daniel prayed and it went right to heaven. But there was a battle going on that he couldn't see. But he didn't let go of it. That's why the, the messenger, the angel still approached him. He said, hey, I just want to let you know there was this big battle. 21 days we were fighting, but we got your prayer the first time. Thank you for standing your ground. Thank you for standing in faith. I'm here now to deliver a word to you. You stayed on track. You didn't jump ship, Daniel. And that's why you can be used by God. That's why I can speak to you and know I can trust you to carry out my plan. 
because he humbled himself. He prayed when, when everyone said the government and they made the law that he couldn't pray. He said, forget you. You tell me I can't pray to my God. That's like what's going on in this world. You're telling me I can't sing to my God. You're telling me I can't go to church to praise my God. You're telling me. And what did Daniel do? Let me comply. It's only, it's only for a few months. It's only for a few months. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I can put, you know, this on the back burner. No. He said, do what you have to do. But I'm only uh, going to serve one God. I'm going to continue to pray. That's my relationship with my Heavenly Father. And it is, it is what it is. So do what you have to do. And we know the story. They put him in the, the, the lion's den. And the next day, you know, he's sitting there leaning up against him, petting him like a, a house cat. Because the lion's mouth got shut. I mean, you can go into a whole other thing about why, which I well, can't get off track there. But you see, when you stand your ground, you humble yourself before God, you're going to get what you're asking for answered. When we call, he will answer. When we call, he will answer. Looked up just, I mean, the Bible is full of verses, so I could not sit here and list them all to you. But if you go to Jeremiah 3.3, 3, I'm going to end in um, Jeremiah in a few verses with uh, Psalm. I love Psalm. I hope you guys read Psalm. It, it's one of my favorite, besides Proverbs, because... Oh, Proverbs. I love Proverbs and just so many people should read it. It would save them from being so stupid. Um, but Psalms, I just love Psalms. There's so many. It's, it just gives me such direction on how we're supposed to respond to stuff. And it just like floods you with the goodness of God. It, Psalms floods you with all these wonderful things that he has for you and these promises and how the godly and how the godly is going to be seen and how the godly is going to be answered and how the godly is going to be blessed. I mean, like you read Psalms and you're feeling good about yourself. So read Psalms every day, every day. If it's just one chapter, it builds your faith to read Psalms because it shows you what he has for the children of God. It shows you what he has for the children of God. And so Jeremiah 3, 3, let's go there. Oh, I'm sorry, 33, 3, 33, 3. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. But here's the key when asking the Lord um, for things. You have to be a child of God because he does not hear prayers of people who are not children of God unless it's the prayer of salvation. So you need to be a child of God to receive the benefits of being his child. There's benefits for being a, a believer. There's benefits for being his children. Okay. My children get benefits for being my children. I bless them. They get benefits. 
Sometimes people bless us with stuff and I will give it to them and they're getting a benefit for living right, for being obedient, for living holy, that I see that I pass things down to them. And so there's benefits, but you can't come to the father. You can't ask him unless you are a child of God. So first to receive the benefits package, you've got to be a child of God. So when it says, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. He said, all you have to do is ask and I'll give it to you. So there's things you asked for at the beginning of this year. Things at the beginning I asked you, think about what is something you're believing for? What have you asked the Lord about? It says, I will tell you remarkable secrets. There were things said at the beginning of this year by um, your pastor of churches you go to. A lot of churches did, you know, the, wor the word of the Lord for different things, uh, different churches and, and like how your year is going to look. And there are things that my bishop said. Um, maybe I'll post them later. I know that uh, uh, they made a printout because he actually went over it again a couple Sundays ago. But it, it was secrets of things to come for this year. And if you latched onto them, you weren't going to be phased by what just happened. So it is important the church you go to, life and death where you go, life and death where you go to church. So it better be somewhere good. It better be someone who speaks the truth and it better be someone who hears from the Lord. So my bishop said this, you know, I've got family members um, that are prophets in our family and things that they have said and declared at the beginning of the year that I've latched on to. And it has given me great peace throughout this entire year. Great peace, not a bit of worry not a bit of concern, not a bit of grabbing my head and confused and wondering because I know they're true men of God and things that they have said I've latched on to. So what are you believing for? So he's going to tell you about things to come. And so that's what happened at the beginning of this year. Stuff was said about things to come. And he told us and the people who latched onto it and believed and stuck their ground They've had a phenomenal year, a phenomenal year of peace, of increase, violent increase, expedited favor. All right, go over with me to Psalm 4. I'm going to read a few Psalms to you and end over there before I pray for you. But let's start with Psalm 4. There's a lot to Psalms. That's why you could read one chapter a day for a long time. But fill your spirit with it. Let's start with verse three. You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. How are you living? How's your living situation? Because here it's profitable to live godly. The godly, he sets the godly apart. I could truly say I was set apart this year. Truly say my family was set apart this year. No harm to my home, no sickness in my dwelling, 
No financial crisis, but increase. Provision. No harm was done to the godly. He set the godly apart for himself. You want to be set apart. You want your prayers answered. You want when you're communicating with God that he hears you and answers you. Everybody wants that. But we got to, where's your relationship with the, with the Lord God Almighty? Like, where is it? You got to have one. It's important because he will answer when I call to him. He knows my voice. I talk to him. I talk to him in prayer. I talk to him in singing praises to his name. I talk to him like I would talk to anybody else. Sometimes I just chat with him. Sometimes I, you know, have like a normal conversation with the Lord. It doesn't have to be always in a prayer closet, in a war room. It doesn't have to be on my knees all the time. It literally can just be like a conversation I'm having with you. Go with me to, so the key there is to be godly. Go with me to Psalm 34. Let's go over to Psalm 34. Psalm 34, 17. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. Can somebody point out to me in verse 17 what the key in that verse is? So the first one was godly, right? He, set, he sets the godly apart and then answers him when he calls, okay? In 17, we can see that the Lord hears who? Who does the Lord hear in that verse? His people, believers, his children, the godly, living holy, living righteous, his people. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. So listen, what you're believing God for this year, what you were promised at the beginning of the year, you might have not seen. Like I said, two months is so much time. So much time. Go over with me, finish in Psalm 91. It's funny how this has been everyone's favorite chapter for 2020. I have seen Psalm 91 so many times. And Psalm 91 is powerful powerful if you truly believe it. You know, putting Psalm 91 on um, a graphic and posting it doesn't make you believe it. You could fake us out all day long. Actually, a lot of Christians has fake us out for the entire year. Psalm 91, Psalm 91, nothing can come near my dwelling. <laughs> Any of you who listening to my podcast, that was Lysol. Just letting you know. It's like, can anything come near your dwelling or, or is it the help of Lysol? Is it, is it Psalm 91 or is it hand sanitizer? Is it Psalm 91 or is it like extra soap? Is it Psalm 91, but I won't leave my house because I'm scared of this uh, virus? Not that it's fake, but man. 
it's gone a little bit crazy over something of a virus because it's not our first virus in the world and it won't be our last. And it definitely hasn't been the worst virus ever released or disease on this planet. So let's come back to our senses. And like I said, Psalm 91, take it or leave it. But you can't do the Bible half-heartedly. You're going to live in frustration and it's not going to work. And God always gets blamed. Always gets blamed. As you can tell, that frustrates me when God gets blamed. <laughs> He's my family member and I'm sticking up for him. All right. So Psalm 91, 14 through 16. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. Oh, man, there's something else there again. What type of people? Those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Oh, man. Oh, hold on. I got to read that again. I will protect those who trust in my name. See, when you read the verses in the Bible, see what they're speaking about, what they're referring to. It's not just any... Any, any person gets grouped into the same mess. Not everybody is going to have the same favor. Not everybody is going to receive the same stuff. Why? There's key points and verses. You can't do whatever you want and think you're going to get the benefits of God. You can't live whichever way you want and don't think there's going to be consequences. So you have to see what the verse is saying. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. There's, there's, there's things here that we have to abide by. So God wants to answer your prayers. God wants you to not jump ship. He's ready to give you the miracle that you want. He's not withholding. The Bible says he doesn't withhold any good thing. He doesn't withhold it. He's not like dangling it like a carrot in front of your face. Come and get your miracle. People look at God in such a ridiculous way. And I, 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 I mock it and I make fun of it because People will say things that are so cute, but then when you actually say it out loud, because that's what people do. It's like, here's your miracle. I want you to wait. Let's see. How about another 60 days? Can you tough it out? Stupid. <laughs> Maddie's laughing at me in the background. I'm going to show you something. Matthew 21, 22. We're going to finalize today with what you're believing for. We said it at the beginning of this broadcast. What are you believing for that you haven't seen yet? Matthew 21, 22. You can pray red words. Okay. Important. <laughs> you can pray for anything. Anything. Thing. And if you have faith, you will receive it. You can pray for anything. Nothing is out of reach. Nothing is ridiculous to God. 
Nothing isn't clear to him. Anything. Anything means anything. If you have and if you have faith. How does that verse end? You will receive it. So listen, whatever God's spoken to you this year and you haven't seen it yet, you're going to have the God kind of faith and you're going to receive it. We're not putting up with the devil's crap anymore. We're not listening to the things of this world. We're not going on their timeline. They have nothing to do with me. Here's a newsflash. Anything that has to do outside of the kingdom of God has no best interest for me. They could care less. Anything that opposes God is an enemy of God. John 10, 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and more abundantly. So there, like I said at the beginning, here's the paper. Here's the line. What the word of God says, what the world says. There's no crossing the line. It's not going to work. You're going to live frustrated. You're going to live below your means as a Christian. You're not going to live in your rightful place. You're not going to live in your benefits package. And you're going to get mad at God. He gets blamed for so much ridiculous things. And it's all us anyway. How can he give us all the power, like Luke says, to handle things? And then something goes wrong. It's like, no, step up your power game. <laughs> so we're not going to jump ship. We're not doing it. This is a year that's ending at the highest note ever. I don't care what the world looks like. Listen, I'm not trying to freak you guys out, but it's not going to change as the Lord comes closer to his return. This world's getting darker. There's more evil than ever before. The wickedness, the wickedness, The wickedness that I've seen, I'm only 38. You know, I've got my parents that are, you know, my mom's getting ready to turn 70 in January. And the stuff that she says, you know, in her in her life, um, she's just like uh, unbelievable. So listen, it's not going to get better. The children of God, you don't need to be scared. The children of God it's going to be, it is well with you. But the world, the world is getting darker. That's why we are a city. We're a light. We're a city on a hill. And it, the light cannot go out. But it, it, it's not going to be bright. It's going to be pretty dim if you don't know the things of God and how to operate. You're going to look like everybody else. You're going to be sick like everybody else. You're going to be broke like everybody else. Christians should not be struggling. There's no struggle in the life of a Christian. Jesus never struggled, never struggled. We are imitators of Christ. If we are to imitate him, how can I imitate him and have people know his goodness if I am a walking mess, a walking mess? That's why for nonstop mom, when I see those shirts and mugs, that says Jesus loves this hot mess. I want to break it and have a bonfire because you're not a hot mess. You're not a hot mess. You are a daughter. You are a son 
of the King of Kings and the Most High God. Your royalty, your royalty, royalty doesn't beg. Royalty is not going through struggles. Give me a break. Everybody always wants the things that royals have. <coughs> we are not, we are not struggling. We are not Christians who struggle. And Jesus doesn't tempt you, Billy and Eight, with things that he's redeemed you from. There might be tests, you know, you're learning to, to do things with your finances and he'll give you a seed and a test, but he's not putting anything on you that he's redeemed you from on the cross. Okay. So ending with Isaiah, I just, I was going to end with Matthew, but it's just a verse that as I was watching the election last night, as a remembrance to the people uh, that's been watching our broadcast for the entire year or in any of the meetings that Ted's been preaching, Isaiah 3, 10 and 11, tell the godly that all will be well for them. They will enjoy the rich reward they have earned. There's that word again. It's profitable to live godly. When I answer, he will call. Tell the godly, the godly, that it is well with them. But the wicked are doomed for they will get exactly what they deserve. So everybody write it in the comment section. It is well, it is well, it is well. We're not jumping ship. God promised you something and you're going to stick it out. You're going to stick it out. It doesn't matter what it looks like, how bad it stinks. If it's death, it doesn't matter. Nothing, nothing was too hard for God and nothing is still not too hard for God. And he wants good things for you. He wants you to receive what you're asking for. Line it up with the word of God. Line it up with his will. Line it up. Line it up. That's why I always tell people, you know, they'll get, well, I've tried that confession thing. I've tried that confession thing, uh, that declaration thing, and it really didn't work. I didn't really see what I said. You know, even though the Bible says um, uh, it, his word will not return void. I just, it's void. I'm voided. I live in a voided world. I mean, it's like, did you line it up with the things of God? Did, did you say the word of God? You're not going to like what comes back to you. And you're not even going to see things that you're asking for if it's, if it's not lined up with the word of God. The Bible is so clear on how we are to live. Speak the word only. Speak the word only. We don't need to come up with a bunch of different other things to say. Make it simple on yourself. Don't make being a Christian hard. It's easy to be a Christian. It's easy to live right. Sure, the enemy can come at you. Sure, he tries to put traps and snares. But you don't have to get trapped up. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to walk away saying, well, I tried this giving thing and it didn't work. Well, I tried believing for healing and I still don't see it. So I guess, you know, listen, you got to be all in. You got to be an all in Christian, all in, especially nowadays. You should have been before. 
But if this wasn't an eye opener for you, if this was not um, a wake up type of year, I don't know what rock you're living under. So we need to be an all in Christian. And I, I'm, I'm believing the best for you. Ted and I are praying for you. The um, testimonies that are coming in like never before, uh, finances for people this year when it should not have been that way, healing, but also the prayer requests that are coming in, the prayer requests that are coming in. We are praying for you. We are standing in agreement. We are not, listen, this year, whatever's on you, you're going to shake it off. You, the word that Ted's given of running into 2021, you can't run with a weight. So whatever you feel like you're dealing with, we're going to fix it before 2020 is over. You're going to get your miracle. You know, I've had, uh, I've had lots of women uh, contact me and I've prayed for, for receiving babies. They're, they want to be moms badly. And just let alone this year, th three have written me and I've, I've seen, I've, I've been able to see their babies be born when it was not looking good for them. But they stuck it out. They said, no. I mean, even Jenna who works for us, even Jenna who works for us, her testimony was in the magazine last, last uh, quarter. And I did a podcast on it. But even when she had everything come her way where she could have taken a different way out, she could have jumped ship. She could have said, well, I know I'm supposed to be a mom. So maybe I'll just adopt because I can't have kids. God said I could have kids, but I'm not seeing it. I've buried three kids. I, maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I didn't hear the Lord correctly. No, absolutely not. She stuck with it. She said, no, the word told me and I'm going to see it come to pass. So what'd she do? She went through the Bible and different stories. She wrote out declarations. She wrote out confession and she spoke the word only. She spoke the word only. And now she is two of the most beautiful little girls ever. And she's a fantastic mom and an asset to Miracle Word Ministries. And she's doing it all. So listen, you can't jump ship. You're on the brink of your miracle. This is it. Take out what you said the Lord was going to give you at the beginning of this year. Blow the dust off. We're bringing it back out. 2020 is not over. We've got two months to get testimonies in your hand. And that's what you got to say. Listen, Lord, I'm not coming to December 31st and I'm going to get the report that I want. I'm going to get the answer that I want. I'm going to get, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with your word. I'm going to speak your word. I'm going to believe your word. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to pray your word. And your faith is going to increase. People say, well, how, how, uh, how can I get more faith? I want to have a hundred percent faith. Listen, when I say this, I don't mean you're, you're not going to have a hundred percent faith, but your faith is constantly going to grow your entire life while we're here on the earth. So there's not going to be a cap. You're not going to get to like a, hit a ceiling. Uh, for your faith. So just constantly increase your faith. Do things that make you go to the next level. Make a decision that you would normally not make and watch you increase to the next level. 
It's like climbing a mountain. You finally get to the top, and you look back, and you're, well, that wasn't so bad. I don't know what the heck I was afraid of, or you know what's going on. No. All right. Well, there's another mountain. I'm going to try to do that one. It's a little bit taller. You know, go after it. Go after it. That's what faith is all about. Faith is an action word. It's an action word. You can't just sit around and do nothing. You'd live in a box on the street. If you did that in the natural, if you sat around and did nothing, you would be homeless. Don't be a homeless Christian. Don't, be, don't have homeless faith. Don't be that person that doesn't do anything, doesn't operate that way, and then blame my heavenly father. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's given us the ability to do the works of God and to do them greater. He's equipped us with the Holy Spirit. He's equipped us with life's manual, the word of God. He can't give us anything else. He's, he's already, what I'm trying to say is he's already given us everything. But now we have to take action on it. And so I am believing with you. I want to see your testimonies. I want to hear how the, the first, uh, you know, 10 months of the year, yeah, maybe you got a little discouraged. Maybe you felt like, you know, okay, I'll put this on the back burner. There's bigger things going on in life. Maybe that was you. But I'm telling you right now, take it out again. Dust, blow the dust off your, your, what you're believing God for. You got two months. You're going to press in. You're going to fast. You're going to pray. You're going to believe God. You're going to read the word like never before, ever before. You're going to build your spirit, man. All right. It's the holidays. You can still do it with the holidays. We're not retreating. We're going harder. Violent increase in expedited favor. Violent increase and expedited favor is yours today. So, Father God, thank you for each and every person that's watching. Thank you that the gift of faith was raised up inside of them. Thank you, Lord, that they get this bulldog tenacity like never before. Saying, listen, God, you promised me this, this uh, report's going to change. Lord, I'm praying that my business is increasing. I'm praying that my body operates the way it is created. I'm praying for my eyes to be healed, my migraine to leave. I'm praying for stomach issues to leave my body right now in the mighty name of Jesus. If this is for you, grab onto it today. Father God, I pray arthritis to leave my body. No more joint pain. I want my energy level up in the mighty name of Jesus. I want my blood to be cleansed. I want my insides, my organs to work properly the way you created it to work. Father God, thank you for my mind, that it's sound. Thank you that I have peace like never before. Thank you everyone who's watching right now for a, a business if they are looking for increase, for stepping out. Lord, if they're believing for houses, lands, property, Father God, that it comes to them before December 31st comes to a close. Two months, two months. Lord, you healed. We went over two uh, stories today where you healed dead. In a moment, we are one prayer away from a miracle and we are not 
letting go in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, if you, the ones that are watching this, if you're listening to this again on a replay, it is yours. It's not a prayer that worked just while it was live. It's not a prayer that worked, you know, if you're listening to this on a podcast, it's yours. Take it now. We're going to new levels in the mighty name of Jesus. It is yours. Healing is yours. Finances are yours. Property is yours. Peace is yours. Joy is yours. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command the enemy to take their hands off the people that are watching, anyone who feels like they're struggling. It is not their portion as a child of God to struggle. And I command the enemy to flee in the mighty name of Jesus. My voice alone, the authority that's inside of me, that God has given to me, I command it to run out the back door now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we have peace in the rest of this year like never before. Supernatural peace, I command to each and every mind. The Bible says that those who keep their thoughts on you will live in peace. And Father God, our thoughts are now shifted towards you. You want good things for us. You have good things planned for us. And we're going to take it with violent faith, violent faith in the mighty name of Jesus. We are not jumping ship. We're staying right where we are. We're rooted. We're planted. We are founded like a rock, Father God, on the foundation of you and your word. And we're going to see and we're going to hold what you've promised to us, what you've told us and what we're believing for. And the mighty name of Jesus, it is ours today. Amen. Thank you so much. If you guys are believing for something, I want to know when it comes in. I love to share testimonies. It builds other people's faith. Everyone who's watching, who agreed with that prayer, fire emojis, amen, glory to God. Um, everything discussed was my conversation with God in the middle of the night, confirmed. Uh, can you guys scroll back down? I just wanted to see. It's the one right above Heidi. Melissa, everything discussed was my conversation with God in the middle of the night, confirmed. Thank you for this program. Absolutely. Because listen, we've got work to do. We've got work to do. So thank you for standing with Miracle Word Ministries. Now I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow into this ministry. We've got big things that are happening. Uh, Ted's out preaching. It's actually, you know, when the world said travel was going to be bad, we traveled our heads off. <laughs> You can't stop what God said has to be done. You can't stop God's plans. The world said travel shutting down. You know, money's not going to be good. Sorry. Uh, you can't lay hands on people. You can't have church services. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, world. We did more than that. We traveled. We preached laid hands, saw people saved, saw people healed, saw people delivered, testimonies were flooding in. Cause sorry, buddy, you have no say over my life. I got one boss and I work for him. So I'm gonna do what my father tells us to do. And we benefit from it. Look at that. In the time of pandemic, if you got our magazine uh, this quarter, 
provision during a pandemic is our magazine. Um, and so we were able to get the studio. We're getting ready to go on television at the beginning of the year. Uh, Ted, uh, this is his last meeting preaching for the year in Tennessee. And so he's coming home and has a list of things to do. He's going to be putting out uh, new Miracle Word University uh, classes. We've got some other things stored up for you. We're getting TV ready. So thank you for standing with us. Thank you for sowing. Thank you for listening to God as he tells you what to give. Thank you for um, being partners with us. We are believing for a thousand partners a month for Miracle Word Ministries. And the Victory Tribe has increased immensely this year, but we're not not at our prayer mark yet. So thank you. Ask the Lord to partner with us today. You can do $85 a month starts at the, the partnership. $1,000, $1,000, we got people, $5,000, $10,000, God has blessed us and I couldn't be more thankful about it. I actually can hardly talk about it sometimes because then it makes me go into crying mode. But we've got so many new things coming out for Nonstop Mom and uh, we've got meetings coming up for Miracle Word Kids because we got some things we really want to do for that. And man, provision, provision. So thank you for standing with us. Um, If you are giving $85 uh, or more this month, I want you to claim your offer. We have a book by our good friend, Joel Stockstill called The Power of Daily Bible Reading. And that is so important, so important because that's where we understand the word of God. That's where we know what he's saying to us. That's where we build our faith. People say, well, I wish I had more faith. I want to have more faith. But listen, you'll have more faith because you'll hear the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing the word of God. Read the word of God. Speak the word of God. Listen to the word of God. So if you're giving um, $85 or more this month, this is our gift to you. You would just go to uh, miracleword.com forward slash offer. All all you have to do is um, give us your name and address so we know where to get it. It's free, nothing uh, else you have to do than, than give your information. And so... Grab that today. Also, if you still are um, wanting to get our magazine, I know that we send out close to 2,000 magazines a quarter now, but we'd love for you to get the magazine. Sign up, miracleword.com forward slash live. There it is, prophetic provision during a pandemic. So if you're new to this broadcast or new to what's going on, this will let you know an amazing testimony that happened during 2020 when you would have thought (laughs) it never would have happened. And so, you know what? I love, I love when God shows up like this, because you know what? He's a jealous God, the Bible says, and he wants all the glory. And this testimony shows all the glory, nothing it should, it should have went the opposite way, but it shows all the glory. So thank you for standing with us. Don't forget it's a new month. We have Miracle Word Kids. Um, new month on Thanksgiving and Praise. It's a free Bible reading mission. We've got uh, questions for them after their reading. We're going all the way up until Thanksgiving Day. I uh, want to give you some time to enjoy your family, but we've got something for them to do up until Thanksgiving. We also have activity sheets in there, uh, different things for them to color and fill out and do and be a part of. Uh, so make sure you get that. Make sure you get that copy at MiracleWordKids.com. 
and it's free. So enjoy it. Thank you for all who gave, whether it be on hashtag donate or through the ministry. Thank you so much for standing with us. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for being a part of what we do. Truly, we love you. Truly, we pray for you. And um, just really, really appreciate you. I look forward when I go to meetings and I finally get to meet some of you. I see a lot of people's names, so it's like I already know you, but it's so nice to squeeze you and make sure you're not a weirdo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing. And um, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. I'm, I'm kind of cooking up some, uh, I feel like I want to do something fun tomorrow. I don't know. You're going to have to come and watch out. I just, I feeling like I'm in a blessing type of mood. I feel like I want to give away some stuff. I love you guys. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you tomorrow morning, 1030.